0: Welcome to the Question We Qualified podcast. I am John Truxus, and I have as many completions and touchdown passes as Aaron Rodgers will this season for the New York Jets.
1: Coming in hot, man. Wow.
0: <laughs> yes. I, I've been trying to get the right pronunciation for the term for uh, which is definitely <laughs> the feeling that I'm having here after after our calls in the AFC East previews. But I'll, I'll do my best not to let it come up constantly tonight. But joining me, as always, is Mike Yax. Yax, how you doing, buddy?
1: I'm doing good. I think I'm coming through a little more clearly now. Definitely sounds good. Definitely sounds good. I upgraded this audio situation, so we'll see if it's it's a good thing or not.
0: Excellent. (laughs) Well, I am recording this one from Cabo San Lucas. We're on vacation right now, but no reason to stop doing things like recording podcasts about the NFL. And hopefully we'll have a chance to pop out in a little bit and grab a drink and watch the end of this Vikings-Eagles game, though so far it's been a pretty big slap fest and I'm not sure how much I'll be missing. But how's your night going?
1: It's going all right. Uh, I'm going to crack open a beer here. I got it on my second screen while, you know, we're potting. I got my notes on the other screen. This game is hilarious.
0: Beautiful. Yeah, it's just turnover after turnover so far. Yeah,
1: hilarious, like, stunted run plays. And it's kind of sad watching Jalen Carter just spoil this Vikings team when I know he could have done that for the Lions. (laughs) But I'll enjoy watching Jameer Gibbs rip Seattle to shreds, and then it'll feel a little better.
0: Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and that's a good place to start. So I think before we move on to talking about what's coming up this this next weekend in Week 2, I would be remiss if we didn't start with, the even more important news than the Aaron Rodgers injury, which is the Lions opened the season with an opening night victory over the Chiefs at Arrowhead. How's that feel? That
1: was, um, you know, we all know Mike Tirico calls at the win at an asterisk and though I don't think anyone wants to say it, it kind of does. It kind of does. It, you know, like no Chris Jones, no Travis Kelsey; those are their second and third best players. Um, but wow, yeah, Patrick Mahomes nearly pulled it out with just the worst wide receiver play I've ever seen. I, I like that's not hyperbole. That's it, the worst wide receiver play I've ever seen.
0: <laughs> it was it was really terrible. I feel like. If if it weren't for the Jets I news, mean, my intro would have been something about having better hands than most of the Kansas City wide receiving room because that was just abominable. What, what?
1: you you said the stat? What was the stat on Kadarius Tony targets? Like negative two points per target?
0: Yeah, per target, oh. per target. Well, oh. <laughs> translated, every time you throw the ball, every every three times you throw him the ball, you, the other team scores the touchdown. <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh,
1: I'm. I'm going to open up a beer here. It's an Oberon with cherries. Ooh, that's something like a nice go, one. It might be good.
0: That's very michigan too.
1: Exactly. I thought I'd uh, punctuate the Lions' great week one win with a little Michigan beer here.
0: Beautiful. Well, like you said, I, I thought the Gibbs looked pretty darn good in that game. I, I did. It's going to be impossible, essentially, for a running back to justify that high of a draft pick, especially, like you said, with some impact players still on the board. But it does not it's not like he looked bad, or it didn't look like he'd be unplayable. I think you make a good point, which the Lions couldn't really lose that game if they wanted to be taken seriously this season. Because if you lose to the Chiefs without Kelsey and Chris Jones, then it's kind of like, well, how far away do you really... If you, if you can't do that, then what are you going to do when it's time to play the 49ers in the playoffs, or something like that?
1: Yeah, and like, yeah, so I did say that way, but it's like, I also was like, if they did lose, I'm not, like, the sky's not falling, because like, week one, we, we, you know, we've talked about it, it's just kind of, week one is so weird sometimes, it makes no sense sometimes, but yeah, it, it would be hard to justify without, like, them going into Ford Field and just eviscerating the Seahawks this week, now it's like, if they don't look the best you can still say okay this is team still a contender mm-hmm. but yeah it's a lot better than if they would have lost and then you're you're not like cuz like right now I'm not like I don't you know I certainly don't think they're better than the niners <laughs> right or like yeah do, do I think they're better than the cowboys I probably not maybe though but it's like that's the thing that I think the the Our team is, like, the Lions is a team that can grow, I think, in the season. And I think, like, some of those other teams don't really have that. Like, the other three teams that maybe are on top, the established top of the NFC is probably the Cowboys, the Eagles, and the 49ers. And there's not, like, a ton of room for growth there.
0: Agreed. I would agree with that. Yeah, but
1: they're just good teams. Yeah, for sure. So...
0: Yeah, we'll get to the Cowboys a little bit later. I think, to your point, like one week, it's going to generate a lot of overreactions, and they're a team that I think is going to generate a lot uh, in particular. Yeah. Yeah, so I think the only other thing that I was going to point out in that game, I think Hutchinson looked pretty darn good, but that's another one where, to your point, I just got to wait and see more of the season, because he was lining up opposite Jawan Taylor for much of that game, (laughs) and not only was Jawan Taylor lining up in the backfield, I guess to get a head start or something. Yeah. But he was lining up in a way that gave away whether it was a pass or a run every time, also. Like he would line up almost on the line of scrimmage for every yeah. run play and then line up two yards deep every time every, we were passing. Yeah. So, so, I mean, good for Hutch for at least taking advantage of that. But yeah, we'll, we'll wait and see if, if that's really a sign of how much he's grown here in year two or if it's just getting to beat up on somebody who was clearly not ready for, for week one in that, in that game.
1: Yeah, and I think the thing where, I think he does that, that's just like, because they told, like, I heard, like, on, you know, sometimes, I'm a weirdo, not really, like, I listened to some of the sports talk radio back in Detroit, like, leading up to the games, and everyone, the notes on this guy were that he was going to do that, and people were going to, like, he's going to line up far into the backfield, and he was going to leave early on every snap, essentially. Um, wow. So that was like kind of known stuff about. Uh, I didn't
0: realize that. That's crazy.
1: So, yeah, it's wild. Um, and, you know, a, a big encouraging sign, apparently. They pressured Mahomes, I think, on 40% of his dropbacks, which is an astounding number. I think 30 is like, a, that's a good day. Yeah, If you can get pressure on 30%, 40% is crazy. They didn't end up getting him because he is one of, you know, the the preeminent quarterback probably to scramble and to to scramble out of the pocket to you know have awareness in the pocket so Mm -hmm. they never end up they didn't get him but it's encouraging to see how often they were able to pressure him and it definitely had a huge impact absolutely
0: especially when their defense is definitely the let the less proven of the two sides of the ball for them
1: yeah and they were the ones that you know they played head and shoulders above the offense I felt like which has a way higher upside.
0: Yeah, if you had told me that the Lions would score 21 points in that game, I would have been pretty confident taking the Chiefs minus 4.5 or whatever it was, because I wouldn't have thought there was any way they would be holding the Chiefs down to that much, even without Kelsey.
1: Yeah, and then to also, to put it in a different perspective, to say the your offense will score 14 points. I'd be like, yeah, this is going to be a bad night. Right, right. That's true, I forgot there's a defensive
0: touchdown in there.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Kadarius Tony literally just a perfect <laughs> ball in the numbers, just batted it back to Brian Branch, who took it to the house. It was so, incredible. Yeah, man, he was, I don't want to beat up on him, but wow, was he dog shit.
0: Yeah, well, as you know, I had Sky Moore all season in our fantasy league last year. I, yeah. I hung on to him the whole time in our keeper league, where holding a rookie isn't as painful as some other roster spots, but... True. I dropped him in advance this season, I finally gave up. And there were four times when we were watching the game together and Kat, my wife, was like, Who's that guy? And I'm like, That's Guy Moore. He is a bum. <laughs> 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 and there he is again, uh, dropping another one. But at least he didn't tip it to the other team, so I guess it was better than Tony.
1: <laughs> he was just, you know, minus point one point per target right. or whatever.
0: Right. Much much more easy to manage. wow. Yeah. So anyway, congratulations on the big win. It's very exciting for all the Lions fans. And yeah, I mean, talk about a way to start a season.
1: It was awesome. And we'll get into week two, but I want to move to the oldest operating football field in the United States for our next recap. Can you tell me what happened between the Chicago Bears and the Green Bay Packers?
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't know how much there is to talk about besides I feel really great about my Bears Under 7.5 bet that I made to start the <laughs> season. Uh, I, I didn't get to watch the game in its entirety. I was kind of flipping between because while the new YouTube TV version of Sunday Ticket does allow for a four-box view, it doesn't allow for it on mobile devices. So I couldn't do it on my tablet or my laptop. i got to wait until I'm back at home with the streaming Uh, Streaming box to do it, but every time that I watched, you know, I'm I feel good that Jordan Love isn't going to be another Hall of Fame quarterback for the Packers because while he did have a pretty good day, there was nobody in the screen on most of the (laughs) passes that he was completing to his guys, and I'm just like I don't know. I mean, I knew our defense wouldn't be good. We weren't good last year, and we didn't add that much. We added an, uh, an off the ball linebacker.
1: Yeah, Tremaine Edmonds, right?
0: So, watching that game was just kind of like, oh, okay, we're just going to have free runners in the secondary the whole time. And as long as Lug can loft the ball to him, then that's all they have to do. And that's not even mentioning Aaron Jones and how freaking good he is. So, yeah. It was an ugly one and I think... So, again, it, I'm not too upset about it or surprised by it because that's exactly what I thought the Bears would be this year. But I think it does show that the Packers are going to be an annoying team this year because I yeah. think LeFleur's offense is solid. And it looks like Love might be good enough to operate it.
1: Yeah, it was some of the stuff that we were saying about them. Because like, I found it annoying that I kind of was like, I, don't, I think they're going to be pretty good. I, I thought, you know, it's one of those things where you can't really understand how a team like the Bears can take that defense, which is atrocious, and then not do really anything about it. Yeah. And then just... But part of my brain was like, well, they have to, they have to be better in some facet. You can't just... You know, they must think, okay, there's a lot of room for growth here, like something... But they, they were just bad. Like... Yeah. <laughs> it's confusing. It's just a confusing thing. But also... I think maybe, you know, Matt Eberflus is an idiot. Is it Matt? Yes, it is. Yeah. Eberflus, I knew. I mean, you know, he must be a moron. It's the Tyson Baygent. Literally, that's the one thing I'll always point to, to say, oh, it can't be good because of Tyson Baygent. Did we get any Baygent watch? Did he make an appearance anywhere?
0: I do not believe he made an appearance. I think that Justin Fields was busy salvaging a decent fantasy day by racking up (laughs) points in garbage time.
1: Uh, there we go. Hopefully we see him at some point.
0: Yeah, I think we might. I, just, I didn't see the, what I was hoping to see out of Fields, and I don't think the yeah. Packers' defense is particularly good. So it's, uh, yeah, the, the clock is officially ticking, if it wasn't already, on the Justin Fields era. Oh, man.
1: That's a bummer. He was kind of fun last year.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Turns out you can't just run for touchdowns as a quarterback. you got to be able to throw the ball a little bit, too. Yeah. That's tough. Alright, now that we've covered our own teams, let's go to what happened with the Bills and the Jets, which, starting with the injury, was wild. So, first series of the game, in case people who are listening are living under a rock, Aaron Rodgers tears his Achilles and is ruled out for the game. Oof. And you would think that the Bills would coast to a pretty, maybe not an easy victory because the Jets do have a good defense, but... Certainly not one that you'd feel threatened most of the game. And that is not what happened.
1: No. Yeah, they had to salvage to get into overtime. There was, I I, I haven't heard people talk about this, but I haven't really looked at um, a lot of, like, the national coverage uh, and the pundits. Like, I, I saw for sure that McDermott, didn't accept a penalty when they were in field goal range it would have pushed them out of field goal range and this was like zach wilson's second series i was yeah. like how can you make such a blunder like that it was just a very weird game for the bills and josh allen i mean i know you love you love your guy that got pounded into oblivion 40 to nothing <laughs> but like it, maybe he does miss day ball because he really didn't look great yeah um
0: Yeah, I think he does, and I think, so yeah, but it looked like he was trying to win the game on every play, right? It was like, I'm taking off scrambling, and not only am I taking off scrambling, but I'm going to try to hurdle this guy and juke two others in order to make it a touchdown on this play. (laughs) It's like, hey man, it's the Jets with Zach Wilson. Just maybe convert a couple first downs, kick another field goal. You kick a few of those, you're going to win the game.
1: And I think it also exposed kind of like what a lot of people have been saying about them, which when you face a defense that is as good as the Jets and your offense is as one-dimensional as the Bills appears to be, mm-hmm. you're going to run into a ton of problems. Especially yeah. when you have a guy like Sauce Gardner that just is really, really good.
0: Right, right. So you don't have a clear advantage with digs that you do against yeah. most teams.
1: Yeah, and to be fair to Joshie, one of those... Two of them were really long, deep ball interceptions. I thought one of them I didn't understand at all. The second one, like it was down to the one, and it was kind of like a third, and so it was a whatever to me that he threw one of them. And then the third one was a was a bad one.
0: just kind of yeah. how I
1: remember it. But there are so many funny and like strange storylines that kind of just came out of that. Um,
0: yeah. yeah. I- did, have you so? Have you heard the story about the bar in Wisconsin that yes! offered to pay the tabs if the if the Jets lost? <laughs> yes, I did. And everybody I'd started racking up their it. bill.
1: Yep, because yep. they were like, "Oh hell yeah, man!
0: No Rogers, we got this in the bag." It's incredible. I mean, I know, I know that you know. I, I can't just just use hindsight on something like this, but I feel like you and I are. Maybe we've just been exposed to bad losses often enough. You would think that. Well, I guess these these were anti-Rogers fans rather than Bills fans. I bet you Bills yes. fans wouldn't be doing that. Yep. Bills fans would be like, I don't know, man. You don't want to. You don't want to tempt fate that way.
1: <laughs> That's true, but it's like when you're going to cursed franchises, and the Jets are as fucking cursed right, as they get. True. The true. Um, and then also, I I really was thinking about Woody Johnson. And whether or not he believes in, like, karma, or, like, uh, some kind of god, and whether or not he thinks he's cursed.
0: Because you mean ambassador? Ex-ambassador? Woody Johnson? ex ambassador. yes. <laughs> Where was he the ambassador to again? It was really a very know. important country. It was, yes. I think it might have been the UK, or somewhere like that. Jesus Christ.
1: What well, I think it was. But it's like, you know, you just get handed Johnson & Johnson and billions of dollars... And literally the person that shits on a product that is like one of the most publicly facing products that you've made in a long time just shits on it. The most famous, notable person to say that, you know, their COVID vaccine was dog shit. You then fly your a year later, you fly (laughs) a private plane hours and hours to grovel for this man to pay him millions of dollars so that a sports team that you probably didn't even buy yourself that you think of as just like a vehicle of like wealth just to get you more wealth and then this guy is the investment instantly explodes in front of you <laughs> and do you think that in his brain he thinks he's cursed for like just I mean I don't know maybe you they don't start have, thinking it
0: I would think at least worrying I mean, about it
1: as funny as it gets and Yeah, I feel, you know, I feel, to the extent I can, I do feel bad for Aaron Rodgers, but he is such a fucking goofball that I'm just kind of like, I guess I don't give a shit, but that does suck. I would rather if, honestly, if if I had my druthers, he would have just sucked. Yeah. Just been excruciatingly mediocre. Yeah, just be
0: perfectly fine.
1: Like, the defense would have been amazing. And he just like couldn't win the games for them. That is what I would have wanted. Like he just can't do it, and then he like just gives up on himself. Yeah, that would have been better. You're right. And fades into oblivion. That would have been. That's what I wanted. But hope maybe you know, there's always next year when he said that's that true. he will rise again. Yeah, I mean, forty year old coming back
0: from Achilles tears. what could go wrong?
1: And that's what he said. He's gonna rise again in an Instagram
0: post i, 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 I that helps a lot with that sort of ligament re- repair. Yeah.
1: I thought that he couldn't get injured anymore because he cut out gluten. I guess that was wrong. <laughs> <Those> <laughs> fucking losers. Every single one of them could go fuck themselves with that shit. I'm yep. not going to eat red berries anymore and I won't tear my ACL again. You know what, Tom Brady? Fuck you. You <laughs> and your stupid fucking doctor. You fucking brain poison the whole league. Like, this is a billion-dollar industry, and half these guys have a fucking lunatic telling them not to eat blue foods or some shit. Like, shut the fuck up. (laughs) To eat blue foods, like, you know what? The field is garbage because these billionaires don't give a shit about you. But that probably didn't even matter. But it's just like, it's a a violent game, and you get tackled, and your body just goes in a million different directions. And by the way, you're 40 years old, you psychopathic. Yeah,
0: um, yeah, man. and that reminds me the other the other sort of fringe story I heard about it is that I guess there's some sports books that are refunding Jets season long bets after the injury, which I mean, never assume that it's out of the goodness of their hearts. It's just because I'm sure they're like, refunding them in site credit so that people can oh, place yeah. more bets that they have to use, but. Yeah talk about it also Garbo like no 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 excuse me the reason i took the under <laughs> is that there's a thir- you, you spent a bunch of money on a 39 year old quarterback like there's a, there's a big injury yeah. risk baked into that
1: <laughs> yeah and you're like and uh, you have one of the worst offensive pass blocking units in the NFL right. and everyone is moving towards these mobile quarterbacks and you took a fucking like he to be fair to him he was he doesn't like the least mobile guy, but now he's a hundred years old and he is one of the least, like he used to be in the statue era, one of the most mobile. And now he's one of the least by a wide margin. So yeah. Yeah. That didn't seem to be a good idea.
0: Yeah. Um, Okay. So I think, I think that's a good, A good transition point that Jets-Bills game into a bit that we wanted to talk about the aberrations or or whether or not these were aberrations in week one for some of the the most surprising results that we saw or just some of the most positive or negative results that we saw. Obviously the Bills one is going to be a negative one. Losing that game no matter how you do it to Zach Wilson is really bad. I, I don't know about you. I personally think that that's an aberration. I think that Josh, he can get a little bit too geeked up. I think there was a lot going into that game. Week one, Monday Night Football, all the offseason hype about Rodgers. And I think that he probably was forcing more things than he will in most of their games. So, to me, that one's an aberration. And I think the Jets' defense is really, I think, good.
1: I think they're very good. I think they are even better than they were last year, and they were very yeah.
0: good last year. Exactly, and I think when that's the case, if you try to force things like that, you'll see exactly what happens. You're going to have those turnovers.
1: To the Jets' credit, and Nathaniel Hackett, like he was able to manage Zach pretty well. Like mm-hmm. he he had a pretty good game. Like you know, especially that's a. I mean, it was fun to shit on him at his time in Denver, but you got to give him some flowers. Zach played a pretty good game, and he had to kind of change his game plan on a dime because. You know, Zach doesn't do the stuff Rodgers does, changing the the line, like the play at the line of scrimmage and whatnot. So that was, you know, that's not bad.
0: I'll give him at least a little bit. He's still behind. Uh, he's still in line behind Garrett Wilson for me because they aren't scoring that one touchdown if Garrett Wilson doesn't make just the ridiculous play.
1: <laughs> yeah, for sure. That was Phil, and like yeah, they yeah, it, yeah, it was the same as last year, like. Brees Hall had that 83-yard run that mm-hmm. was, like, magical. Like, I was like, oh, I remember thinking why this guy was so fun last year, and he kind of showed it again.
0: Yep. Yeah, he doesn't seem to be suffering the usual sort of delay in recovery there that that injury would carry with that. He seems to have most of his burst back. We'll see if that holds up, but Maybe. I was impressed. Yeah. Uh, there's a negative one that it definitely is not an aberration, and that's the Bears. I don't know... <laughs> how much more I can say about it, but yeah, yeah. Uh, DJ Moore, the... it turns out, wasn't all that Justin Fields oh, needed to man. turn into a competent passer.
1: Yeah, I, I'm bummed about that one. As you know, I have him in the in the Dynasty League. Like, I think that there's, you know, I think they can figure that connection out, maybe, but yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah, we'll see if there's any sort of passing development whatsoever, but it would be nice to see just, like, an easy <laughs> corner route hit Neatly yeah. neatly ones. <laughs> okay, so some of the other negative ones that we have. We have the Steelers, the Seahawks, the Broncos, the Bengals, the Giants. I think the biggest blowouts there, obviously, we've got the Giants yeah. and the Steelers, who both just got throttled. Oof. Yeah. What are your takeaways from those two? Do you think they're real? Do you think that's just a bad week? Do you think it's just a bad opponent? For the Steelers,
1: that they were just... To me, that is more real resolve than the Giants. I thought that one was kind of fluky. But also it wasn't, because they kind of stink. But they got everything went kind of against them in the, the Cowboys game. Like, 40 to nothing is, I don't know. It,
0: it was a massacre. It it yeah. cost me the fantasy week also, thanks to the Cowboys defense <laughs> dropping 40 points.
1: Yeah, that, I have them in one of my leagues.
0: But, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, there was just, there is like no, there was never a glimmer of hope there for the Giants in that game. Yeah, there, there's
1: that huge hit. Was it Uh, Diggs made that huge hit and forced the pick six? Like, that is a just a wild play, like, kind of the same as Kadarius Tony just flipping it to mm-hmm. Branch. So there's that one. I think there's a special team score. Was there, like, a pump block for a touchdown? I I can't remember exactly what happened. There were some, at least two scores like that, I thought.
0: Yeah, so. yeah. I mean, they had a block kick for a touchdown. Yeah, it was just a disaster. Yeah, so I think that one, and
1: yeah, and the Cowboys' defense is an elite too.
0: So, so I, that's what I'm not sure if I can even count it as an aberration because the Giants weren't good last year, and we knew they weren't good. And I think they're always with with the roster they have, they're at risk of being blown out like that against the top teams. Yeah, the Steelers one, I have to go back and watch it. I was actually watching quite a bit of that game. Same. Partly to keep an eye on IU, and partly just because I'm always curious about what the Niners are going to look like with you know Purdy coming back. And part of it is just that, that that Niners offense is really pretty when Shanahan has it all going. And Purdy looked just like he looked down the stretch run last season.
1: Yeah, it's such a crazy thing because there was weird like whispers that you'd hear people talk about how he doesn't look good, how they think they right. might start saying Darnold. And then he came and he just eviscerated this
0: team. Yeah, he looked like,
1: great. Yep. And, I mean, obviously CMC was really good in this game. And their defense is a unit. Like, yeah. they are a, just multi, everywhere. They're so good. So, but this one was more, like, it's weird to say that it, this was a more dominant performance than the 40 to nothing one that everybody saw. But it's like, it just felt like the Steelers couldn't do anything to, like, just even have a chance, it felt like.
0: Yeah, it didn't seem like big plays. It was just like, oh, the Niners have the ball again. Seven yards, 12 yards, five yards, 12 yards, (laughs) touchdown. (laughs) Yeah.
1: And on defense, they they just, you know, they couldn't rush the ball. Like, they were getting into Pickett's face kind of a lot. It was just, yeah, it was a suffocating defense, it felt like. Yeah,
0: they smothered them. So... Yeah, I think I think that I'm a little more worried about the Steelers. The caveat being, maybe the Niners are just the class of the league, and that's that's I, the problem.
1: Yeah, I think if I'm ranking everyone, I put them above the Cowboys and the Eagles. I yeah. think they're the best team in that FC, anyways.
0: Yeah. I agree. So then let's talk about the Seahawks because this is one that I got wrong in the lines and I should have listened to a couple of the podcasts I, I listened to where they were basically saying they didn't get wide a line. It was as low as it was yeah. when it was the Matt Stafford team without Cooper Cup. So their whole thing was like, there's something, there's something fishy here. Something smells bad about this, this line. And sure enough, the Rams came out, and Puka Nakua just took it to the Seahawks all day long. That was at
1: nine catches for like 130 yards or something. Yep. Holy <laughs> man, like, that's a person, he was not even on my radar.
0: Yeah, yeah, I didn't realize that was even a person in the league. The Seahawks had a couple injuries in that game, too, is that right?
1: I think both of their tackles had to get carded out. They they signed Jason so that Peters. doesn't help. No, it does not. It helps the Detroit Lions, whom they sure. play this week. It sure does. Ford Field. But you don't, I mean... What was the line for that one? Was it three? Like, two and a half, three?
0: For the Lions game?
1: No, for the Seahawks-Rams. And it was so at For the Seattle. Seahawks-Rams,
0: it was like Seahawks minus four and a half. And it was at Seattle. So, yeah, so it was... One like, and why are they only giving an extra point and a half? Yeah.
1: And they lost by, what, 13? <laughs> I think so, yeah. Yeah, it, it's confusing. Um... I guess a lot of people said Aaron Donald just wrecked the game for them on offense. Yeah,
0: yeah, that's that's always a possibility with the Rams.
1: And yeah, it's just tough to see with the three receivers they have how they weren't able to throw the ball a little better. Oh, I think Lockett got hurt though pretty early, um, and it was Smith and Jigba's first game, so we'll see. I mean, if if the Lions are still the Lions of old. They'll hang thirty on us to, on Sunday. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I I have some skepticism around the Seahawks. I had a little bit coming into the season, just because I thought maybe you get some regression out of Geno, and I don't. I don't know that you can say that, that was the case in Week One. But not having your two tackles certainly won't help matters going forward. So yeah, they, I think that one is a real like eh, let's keep an eye on this team because they might be in for a rough year if that's if that's an indication.
1: And it's like. Uh, on defense, I mean, I didn't watch this game, but it's if Matt, Sta- like Matthew Stafford, and a bunch of nameless, faceless wide receivers put up that meant 30 points. I think he threw for over 400 yards.
0: Yeah, I think he had the, the second best like EPA per play or EPA per dropback, only to Tua. Yeah, yeah.
1: And he had again almost five hundred yards, yeah. tons of touchdowns, yeah. And he, I mean, was he thrown to Tutu Atwell, Van Jefferson, and Puka?
0: Yeah, Tutu Atwell and Puka were the two the two biggest receivers.
1: Yeah, and it's kind of like what, and like that that Seahawks team has Tariq Woolen, and he is very good. So, yeah, I, I don't I don't know, and the Rams really couldn't run the ball that much, so.
0: Yeah, let's, let's talk about the Rams a little bit, because they're, they're like on the flip side of the coin, right? Is that that's a much better game yeah. than anybody expected out of them. I think, you know, Donald has the, can always wreck the entire game. It seems like it doesn't matter if you're double-teaming him or anything like that. He can still just sort of screw your offense up regularly. But I think there is probably a good reminder that Matthew Stafford is really freaking good.
1: Yeah, so the Rams, um, yeah, Stafford's very good. People, he was hidden in Detroit, and then people try to explain away how good he was when we had calvin johnson but like yeah you look at the years where we had you know just golden tate and marvin jones i mean those offenses were still prolific he still threw the ball we very rarely could run the ball at all so i mean yeah yeah it's very manning-esque to take a guy like puka nakua and just like for in his first game and give him 130 yards but (laughs) <laughs> that's the kind of stuff the dude can do. Like, yeah. I remember. Yeah, I mean, he's he's very he's he's a good passer. Yeah, absolutely. And if
0: he's back to being healthy this year, then yeah, I think that he he establishes a four-year offense where it's going to be hard yeah. for it to be that bad unless their offensive line falls apart. You know, something like that. And,
1: and I think that that's kind of yeah, that's that's probably going to be the the downfall. That yeah. once they start playing the the forty niners, mm-hmm. real pass rushing that can really Put the pressure on.
0: Yeah. Um, one more positive one to talk about. I think we should touch on the Dolphins because they they just erupted on the Chargers who put together one of the best defensive game plans against them last season. And I would say that at the very least, it's a pretty encouraging sign for what Mike McDonald can do as the head coach and the, the offensive schemer because that's, that's adapting right there. And they just obliterated the Chargers defense in that game.
1: Yep. It was, I, I didn't watch a ton of that game, but some of the, the stat lines that came out of it, I was like, wow.
0: Yeah, yeah, Tyree Kill just went went off. So that's, that's a, it's a great start for the Dolphins. The Chargers wouldn't be the Chargers without disappointing as early as possible. But I'll, I'll try to have a positive takeaway for the Chargers, which is they did score a lot of points. 34 yeah. points matches their season high last year. So at least the Kellen Moore, Justin Herbert era... I think we still have reason to have hope that there'll be a much more explosive offense this season, and maybe look like a team that has a really talented quarterback <laughs> running things.
1: Yeah, and like they have a they have weapons kind of all over, so it's just like, yeah, I mean, anything is better than Joe Lombardi. Yep, <laughs> there we go, we got him in again. I mean, we can, and we, <laughs> I mean, we can, we get yeah, we got him in, and we can go to the Broncos, and they stink and he's bronco it up. So, I mean, is it coincidence? Go. Everywhere he goes, they stink.
0: <laughs> it doesn't seem like a coincidence at that point.
1: I mean, yeah, I yeah. agree.
0: All right. Um, I didn't really watch a lot of the other games. Those are the ones that I paid the most attention to. So I didn't watch much of Falcons, Panthers. I didn't much watch much of Titans, Saints. I watched some of Jacksonville, Indianapolis, mm-hmm. Vikings, Bucks. A lot of those games I just didn't pay that much attention to. I don't know if you have any takeaways from them that are, that are major. Um, if you had a chance to watch any of those ones.
1: I did watch Jacksonville quite a bit. And I think their offense is awesome. And, but also it's like, I think Lawrence is a little, like he's a little looser at the ball than you can like, because he didn't have a performance like, like two was essentially. Yeah. He's not that a plus tier yet. Right. Yeah. I, I really like their offense a ton. And I think it's like, you know, it's, Kind of Andy Reid Jr. type offense with uh, Peterson mm-hmm. running it. So, But yep. I loved the addition of Calvin Ridley. Holy moly.
0: He looked great. That's a good point. We should point out, he looked really, really good. Oh, he did not, it, it was like he didn't skip a beat at all. Yeah, but and it was great to I, see Lawrence find him for that early touchdown on a, on a broken play. Like, that's a good yeah. sign, I think, for their relationship also.
1: Yeah, definitely for sure. So, that's, they're going to be tough on offense, I think. Falcons, the Falcons, man. What well, I don't I really they won that game, they still can't pass the ball. I I don't get yep. it at all. Um Drake London had zero catches on one target. I Kyle Pitts had I think one catch for 8 yards. I I I truly at some point like people can't just be like oh, Arthur Smith's dad founded FedEx, like and he did you know he almost lost FedEx, John? But then he bet the whole payroll on black or something i did not that's know that. that's not a cool story i've heard the story a million times in the nfl like with Ar- arthur smith is like he-, he couldn't make payroll I'm like sounds like he's fucking bad at his job is what it sounds like <laughs> it doesn't sound it doesn't seem cool like yeah. it might seem cool like if it was like an amc original story but like he just <laughs> seems like a fucking weird degenerate when you tell it dude yeah. I know right. he's your dad and that's kind of cool, but like not not so much. You also you can't keep calling Arthur Smith like oh man, he, he knows the ball so well. Well, if he did, he his team wouldn't play like it's nineteen twenty fucking eight. Like <laughs> yeah, they'd yeah. play like the forward pass existed. I don't know, man. They gotta figure it out. They got too many guys like they can throw the ball to and they cannot figure out how to yeah, do it. And they can't do it. Yeah. Yeah, and they scored
0: scored their. I I saw them pull away because the game was tied, I believe, and they they scored two touchdowns in the fourth quarter to pull away. And I thought, oh, look at Bijan getting. No, they're both Tyler Algier. Yeah. Reason number 8,000 not to draft a running back really high. You already had a huge huge surprise breakout last season.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's so weird. And, like, yeah, so. And Cordero, like, they're just, like, kind of put him on the shelf now because he can't really play. High receiver, yeah. <laughs> um, but Bijan, Bijan was pretty good. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. To be, to be absolutely. fair,
0: there's just never a reason to take him that high. It's yes, just... <laughs> uh, agreed.
1: Especially when you're a team that you have so many more. Right. You have so right. many issues. I don't, man. I I really don't know. And you um, should
0: be. You, you should theoretically be stacked with offensive athletic weapons. Yeah.
1: But... Uh, Bryce Young got to watch him a little bit. Um, Yeah, he really likes Hayden Hurst. I learned. Yeah. he threw the ball to that dude a ton. Um, you'd like to see the kid from Ole Miss get a few more looks, but I mean, two three. Yeah, Mingo. Yep.
0: Yeah, for sure.
1: But he didn't look so bad, you know. No, His first start. I agree. Anthony Richardson, but then Indianapolis, and we go back to the Jags. Anthony Richardson, I mean, he looked pretty good to me. And the Jags defense isn't the greatest, but it's, it's not really a slouch, right? And right. he looked, i thought reason. he looked good, I, a lot better than I thought he would. Now, who—who's to say if they're gonna, the books gonna get out on him, and they're gonna kind of understand what Indy's trying to do with him? But he—I thought he looked amazing. I mean, yeah,
0: I think you're right because I think it's interesting. It's gonna be interesting to see it play out, whether that's him or that's a. Offensive coordinator there, who at least when we saw him in Philly, seemed to do a very good job of taking advantage of his players' strengths and hey. playing to them.
1: Hey, are you are you really trying to dog Jim Bob Cooter, the offensive coordinator of the Colts? Never,
0: never would I do that. <laughs>
1: You're saying it's the head. Oh co- man, I'm, I'm just fucking with you, Jim fucking
0: yeah. Jim Bob Cooter. What a joke. Okay, let's go ahead and move on then to our week two, our brief week two preview. just going to talk about some of the games that we're the most excited to, to watch. I was originally writing some of this in on Monday afternoon, and I put Cowboys-Jets right up there at the top of the list, and I would say I'm not as excited <laughs> to watch that one anymore. I mean, I guess I kind of am. It'll be funny to watch Michael Parsons get after Zach Wilson, but not for the same reasons I was excited.
1: Yeah, I think... <laughs> oh, yeah. Can you briefly tell me why you were excited?
0: I was excited because I think I was, it was after watching them, after watching the Cowboys dismantle the Giants, Yeah. I yeah. think I was like, okay, if if Rodgers makes it out of this Bills game, either with a win or just like it doesn't, you know, it seems that things are going pretty well, let's see what happens when he plays a real effing pass rush, and that's what Dallas is going to be bringing to that game.
1: <laughs> uh, Yeah. I thought you were like rooting for Aaron Rodgers to be running for his life. No. Yeah.
0: No. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a reasonable guess, though. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, not as excited for that one anymore as I was. I think low key I'm really excited for Dolphins Pats. I think that the Pats looked pretty good against the Eagles last week. I mean, again, mm-hmm. we're waiting to see if this Eagles, if this version of the Eagles is as good as the one last season. It's going to be hard to be as good, but if they're, you know, sort of at that same level. But the Patriots kept things pretty close. Their offense was no longer the Matt Patricia Joe Judge offense, at least. And yep. I think the Pats' defense is really good. So I th- I'm curious to see what it's like. Last season, they only played against 2 once. Uh, I think in the second game, it was Bridgewater going against the Patriots. and But either way, both times, they held Miami in, I think, to 20 points, 20 or 21 points. So, you know, the Patriots, I think, are as good as anybody still at, at coming up with something to take advantage of a player who might have limitations. But it'll be interesting to see if they can do it again this year or if Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddler are too much for that defense to try to keep up with.
1: Yeah, Bill Belichick, I think, week one on defense is always like going to be tough. You know, He's got got all that time to prepare for the, the week one opponent. And when it was the Eagles, you kind of expected them. Mm-hmm. Was that the first time Jalen Hurts had played against Belichick, too? He I think usually it was. Has, he has like a little extra juice, mm-hmm. I feel like, for the first time you ever play against him. Yeah, it's going to that's going to be a good one. Fun Sunday night atmosphere at Gillette or whatever
0: it's called. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And then obviously you're excited for Lions Seahawks. Do you think that I do you think that I should still be excited for it in terms of the quality of the matchup or do you feel like the Seahawks losing both their tackles this is just going to be a straight up Detroit domination?
1: Oh man, it's a it's a tough one to ask me, right? Like, there's too many emotions. I just want Detroit to rip Pete Carroll a new dickhole, essentially, because I think he's a weird dude and I don't really like him. <laughs> um, but I mean, so there there are some interesting things I would say. Detroit, um, they really haven't. So we we drafted an off the ball linebacker. Um, up front, we really didn't do much and we were one of the worst defenses everywhere last year. Our secondary, you know, and Kansas City couldn't really run the ball. They're not really known to do that. Our secondary is completely revamped, and they held up well, but again, that was like the worst wide receiver play I've ever seen. Seattle wants to run the ball, and we really weren't ever able to stop that, and they ran all over us last year and threw all over us. They Scored like forty points
0: on us. Yeah, last year they had a wild shootout, right? Those two.
1: Yep. So you know, I think if I think Kenny's healthy and and they want to run the ball, Um, we'll see if they're going to be able to. But they have some backs, especially Kenneth Walker, that is an amazing like running back, like straight running back. Um, And the interior of their line is really good. So if you you might see some of that, like some of the inside zones could really gash us and we haven't really shown we've been able to stop that so that's something that can be interesting and to see a, i think it could be a good matchup the last two times they beat us uh, they've played we've played them each of the last two years lost both times so there's that kind of riding on it i think it could be an interesting game
0: yeah and i think i think you're right like we could be in for a pretty fun both teams score a lot of points it's a lot of like running the ball like, the game could move along pretty quickly and it's a lot of you know like big exciting runs mixed in with some of the play-action stuff that both teams can do. Exactly. I think it it, it could end up being really fun unless unless Detroit's just able to, like, crush them because both tackles are
1: out. Yep. Yep. So, yeah, if they – if we – the thing that would be hard for them is that if our offense gets out to a fast start and they can't get that play-action going. But that's kind of the same thing with us. If a few – you know, we're favored, I think, five-and-a-half at Detroit – if they get ahead of us, we want to do the, the play action as well. So it's like, it could be a fun game. I mean, I think both teams are going to want to run the ball. And I think, I don't think either defense has shown that they can stop that yet. So it's going to be interesting. But, I mean, the Rams really couldn't run the ball, but they could throw the ball. So we'll, we'll see. I think it'll be a fun high-scoring game. Hopefully not too high-scoring on Seattle's part. yeah. Excellent.
0: I, oh yeah, I, I'm sold. That I'm excited to watch that. One. I think it should be a lot of fun.
1: Yeah, I'm excited for the ja- the game at Jacksonville, Kansas City at Jacksonville. I love seeing like Doug Peterson and Andy Reid going against each other. I think that's going to be a fun game.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think they they played each other twice last season, if I remember correctly. I think they Including played once the, in the regular season and then once in the playoffs, right? Yeah, yeah, and the Chiefs won both, but they were they were close. They were competitive games.
1: Yeah, for sure. I don't remember those games as much, but, you know, um, I'm kind of excited. Yeah, Jacksonville, I think in the playoffs, they'd come off, like, the Chiefs had a bye, and then Mm -hmm. Jacksonville was coming off that insane game against the Chargers. Chargers. Yeah, so I think they had a little bit of a letdown in Arrowhead.
0: Yeah, and that was also the game, I think, that Mahomes got his ankle rolled up on, and the Chiefs still won by a touchdown.
1: Yeah, I think. Oh man, I think you're right. I think Chad Henney took them apart, which is a cameo. Yeah, I think he did. Wow. Gotta love it. This year, it wouldn't be Chad Henney for the Chiefs, right? It would not. It would be your your boy Blaine Gabbert. Oh
0: boy. Oh boy.
1: (laughs) Yeah, let's hope that. Can you believe
0: that? Can you? I can't. Man, I really can't.
1: That's wild stuff. Super Bowl yeah. champion Blaine Gabbard. Thank you very <laughs> That's much.
0: That's right. That's right. <laughs> don't don't besmirch the man. Uh, okay, and the other one that I'm really excited for, I think, is the Ravens Bengals. Um, you know, Ooh. before we dive into it too much, I want to give you the chance to to discuss the Cleveland the Cleveland Browns defensive showing against the Bengals, because I know they're led by one of your favorites.
1: I was distressed, is I think the <laughs> only way to say it. To hear Jim Schwartz get his flowers. <laughs> They were like, he's so good. He's just taking the Bengals apart. And I was just like, you, you, you get, ga- you gave me a little bit of like wind beneath my wings. I was really down. Anytime Jim Schwartz <laughs> is complimented in any fashion, outside of Matt Patricia, he's the head coach of the Lions that I like cannot stand.
0: That's fair. I think.
1: I mean, in our time, yeah. So yeah, they held the Bengals what to three points.
0: Ugh. Yes, three points in that game. Uh, but I do think there's some important bits to help offset that, to, to help your mood. One yeah. being, the Bengals have been really slow to start over the last three years. Uh, even since Burrow got there, they just have not looked great at the beginning of the season. I think they're 1-5 in coming into the season, so now 1-6 and in, in weeks 1 and 2 over the past three, uh, three years. Um, and then on top of that, Burrow, even if his calf is doing better now, he missed a lot of training camp. And that's usually not a good way to start your week one game either because it's going to take a little bit to get back into the groove there. So I think those two things together, it might just be a pretty bad matchup and a bad timing of the matchup for that one, where Cleveland has given Cincy a lot of problems in the past, even without Jim Schwartz and his brilliance of telling his defensive lineman to rush the passer. But yeah, I think... Their defense looked good. I'm not going to say that it's never. It's always good if you if you can hold the Bengals to three points. That's pretty. That's a dang good performance. But I am extremely excited to be getting the Steelers plus one at home against the Browns this week because this this is a very Brownsy moment. Is look at look at us. Look at this big win in Week One, and we're going to head into Pittsburgh, and Pittsburgh is going to be pissed after getting their clocks cleaned by San Francisco. And Tomlin is going to have them ready to go.
1: Yeah, I think so. I think that sounds right. Yeah, I am definitely really rooting for Pittsburgh in this one.
0: For sure. And I think, I mean, Pickett will have more time to throw. Pickens and Deontay Johnson will have a chance to get open. I feel like in that Niners game, they were just getting swallowed up. The the whole offense just got eaten alive. So the Browns definitely aren't good enough to pull that sort of thing off.
1: I mean, two times. I mean, uh, I... The only reason I worry is like I don't, they don't have the pass rush that or the defensive talent that I think that San Francisco does, but they do have Miles Garrett, and he is uh, he can be a game wrecker. So I'm a little bit worried, but yeah, I mean, yeah, we'll see. Hopefully, it hopefully the ship's righted a
0: little bit. <laughs> yeah, and then my other favorite picks for the weekend coming up are the Bucks minus three versus the Bears. I think that one is pretty self-explanatory. I don't love picking Baker <laughs> Mayfield for anything, but why it's just a standard home line after watching that performance by the Bears? You got me. I think Levante David and Devin White are about as good as you can hope for, for keeping up with Justin Fields on those broken plays and preventing him from getting 70-yard touchdown runs, which is really the only hope Chicago has on offense.
1: <laughs> yeah, a classic... Um... You know, bounce back, I think, or and come down to earth. I don't think a lot of people thought Tampa Bay was going to beat Minnesota, even though, as we discussed in our preview pods, the Vikings are a joke. They're a fraud. Yep. Um, They really Vikings this game in a very weird way going into halftime. Mm -hmm. Justin Jefferson fumbled the ball at the end zone with 30 seconds left, and then they just gave up a 61-yard field goal. Yeah,
0: there's a nice 10-point swing. That's very Vikings. That's about as
1: Vikings as it gets. Yeah,
0: um. <laughs> <laughs> and then the other ones that I like a lot: Ravens plus three and a half at the Bengals. Like I said, the Bengals have been slow starters, and I think the Ravens are as solid. So, I think that line should be like three. The Ravens and Bengals have been playing each other hard over and over again for years now, and it just it seems like that would make more sense to me. And then the Chiefs minus two and a half at the Jaguars. I think you're right that it'll be a good game, but Kelsey and Chris Jones are both back, and I don't think Andy Reid is falling into an 0-2 hole to start the season.
1: No, I think that's a great pick. What is the line for Green Bay and Atlanta? Uh, that was a weird one, because you're
0: right. I yeah. also I also did like Green Bay in that one. Uh, it's Atlanta plus one, so Green Bay is a one-point favorite <laughs> on the road against Atlanta.
1: Oh, man, I, I kind of love Atlanta in that one. Do you? We told, hey John, if they're gonna win the NFC South, that's true. We gotta win some very <laughs> winnable games, and we it questionably qualifies unanimous selection to win the NFC South yep. is the Atlanta Falcons. Yeah, you're right. And this is the sort of so game they need to win. I think we're gonna see. Hopefully, yeah, we'll we'll see. I love, I I like Atlanta plus one or minus one there. I think that's a good. Kind of uh, you're right, it's one. plus one. It's plus one. Green Bay is Atlanta the road, plus road one? favorite. Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. I don't think so.
0: <laughs> no, not today. Let's 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 hope that they decide to throw the ball a couple times. <laughs> at
1: least. We'll get Arthur Smith in this century and hopefully uh they figure it out. Yeah. Yeah I think I just hate Green Bay and I'm kinda of trying to get I want my I want Atlanta to be good so badly, because I think they could be so fun on offense.
0: I mean they are without a doubt like they're the sneak pick for if you were starting a Madden season and you're like I'm going to create a QB and drop him on a team be like yeah let's drop him on the Falcons where he has Kyle Pitts, Drake London, Bijan Tyler Algier, a pretty good offensive line like let's go wild but they just don't they just don't play that way
1: yeah I don't I don't know how they play i you throw the ball at Drake London one time yeah I mean, to be fair, I guess it's... People aren't kind of treating Desmond Ritter as a rookie, and I think maybe they should.
0: That's a very good point. I mean, when I was looking at the game against Carolina, I picked Carolina, getting points in that game. I think they are getting three and a half. And I just thought, like, well, Bryce Young is making his first start, but I think it's Ritter's sixth. So, like, sure, he's had an extra offseason, but, like, he's still real raw. Yeah. All right, well, I think that's all I have for this week. Were there any other big ones coming out this weekend that you're looking forward to? Oh, you don't like the Giants at the Cardinals?
1: <laughs> Tickets as low as 16 bucks if you guys
0: can make it back. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, maybe, maybe I'll buy that as a gift for Kat. I got I to fly out for work on that Sunday, so maybe I'll buy her a Cards cards Giants ticket as a gift. Hey there. <laughs> <laughs> Do you she like could her? probably take Jack. It won't be loud enough to hurt his ears. <laughs> they
1: hung they hung tight with uh the football team you didn't have to give them credit there i
0: I, did you did you we're in a suicide pool did you have that who'd you take i didn't know. i took baltimore i i I kept thinking about it i kept thinking about it and at the end of it i was just like you know washington is (laughs) this is the perfect trap of, of yep. suicide pools everywhere. It's like, oh, this garbage team is playing this yep. below-average team, and it's like, yeah, all that below-average team needs to do is, is trip a couple times to make them garbage.
1: <laughs> well, I learned that. I I took them publicly. I was the only one who picked publicly. Cancer. What are you scared of?
0: Oh, I thought Andy told us to text him the picks.
1: I did. I texted him in that chat though.
0: Oh, uh, I'll start doing a public with you then.
1: Oh, I, you don't have, no fear. You don't, you don't, I had no fear. So, I learned that Carrie I also
0: took them, and then Megan and Jay also took them. Uh-huh. So it got like, real four weird. Of us,
1: four of us were like, oh, no.
0: Yeah. If i tell you what. If they, had, if they had been starting Jacoby Brissett, I would have taken Washington in the suicide oh, yeah. pool. yeah. But wow. with Howell Sam Howell, I was like, I very don't know, bad.
1: He looked <laughs> very bad. Very, very bad. It, am I deterred from taking New York this week?
0: Hell no! No, no you gotta you gotta dive right back Take, in that pool. And I'm keep taking picking the against Amazon. They didn't day, lose. Baby. They didn't cover, but they didn't lose.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh man! So that was my last one. Very That'll nice. Could be fun. Yeah, could <laughs> be fun. I think Josh Dobbs is gonna really bounce back.
0: Sylvia's <laughs> will be his growth year. Oh my god. All right, buddy. Thanks a lot for jumping on, and uh, we'll be back next week to, to recap what happens in week two.
1: Sounds good. See you, bud.